It's Sunday night at 10 o'clock, and though it might be taking a week off, we're not. This is Fear of the Walking Fanboys, show that discusses Fear of the Walking Dead and its sister show, The Walking Dead. We're coming live from our zombie bunker, hidden away, and uh, it's me, your host, Brett. I'm joined by Lucille, my trusty bat, and my co-host, Ron. How you doing? I am doing fantastic. I'm glad we're bunkered down with a couple drinks so that uh, we can make this evening uh, very swimmingly uh, in the sense that we don't have to have any zombies come down and I can feel pleasantly primed for this. So looking forward to it. Yeah. So uh, Fear of the Walking Dead is off this week, but we we did our first episode last week. Um, we didn't get that like half of the notes that you had down of stuff you wanted to discuss. So we're going to go and uh, – uh, do one this week and catch the rest. Um, I know we actually have an agenda sort of um, of written out, but you know, where do you want to start? We, we've got um, talking of the show's habits of killing people of a certain race. We've got the pace of the show, which a lot of people have been talking about. Um, talk about the timeline, prediction. Well, predictions will leave definitely towards the end. Uh, but we're, out of that, where do you want to discuss? You know, I think that, the, you know, this week, as I've been, because as we're all fans here, and obviously we're fans since, you know, we decided to start this since uh, a certain other person decided that it wasn't important enough to do a little uh, post-op evaluation. Uh, I want to get into the, the crux of what I've been seeing uh, hitting the Internet and hitting, like, the, the, the blogospheres in regards to, like, the trend of African-American actors being offed and this is this, and the reason I want to hit this first is, you know, obviously because of the controversialness of it. But you know, this was something that like the original series, The Walking Dead, got a little flack for as well. And in the past week, articles, and we're not just talking about like you know some some blogs that were are just like fringe blogs. I mean, we're talking about the Hollywood Reporter wrote something, Vanity mm-hmm. Fair wrote something, The Inquisitor wrote something. These are relatively widely followed. Um, uh, publications that are doing a little bit, uh, you know, I'm looking at the Inquisitor right now, Fear the Walking Dead, the African-American Male Problem. Um, That's the title of the article. So I'd love to hit this first because it seems to be getting a little bit of weight. Um, I don't know if there's any real uh, weight behind it. Uh, And I wanted to get your thoughts, Brett. What do you you think about this since this is really hitting the the mainstream at this point? You know, it's, it's, funny in that the comic series itself has this issue. This isn't anything that's like new uh, for The Walking Dead as a whole, uh, but I don't think it hit me as much because the comic series is black and white, so people's races mm-hmm. and all that, other than maybe how like Glenn is very clearly um, you know, Asian in it, just how he's drawn, but like black, white, it doesn't quite hit you as much. Um, mm-hmm. so one with the, the main walking dead, um, series where it actually kind of finally clicked and I've noticed, you know, it's one of those, it, it's one of those that I don't know if it's actually an issue with the writing or an issue with just how they're organically growing the cast and that, you know, there's, there's obviously is a finite number of characters you can focus on. So, um, as new people go on, you eventually have to kill off old people. Um, the series started with just a few of, you know, Rick, his kid, the kind of the main group, uh, which was very, very white. Uh, they've, you know, expanded in race and all that, and it's kind of grown out. And it's one of those where 
in a good way, they're bringing in all these diverse characters. But the problem is, is as they bring in the diverse characters, someone needs to go, and a lot of those characters are key. So who do you kill off? Well, you wind up killing some of the other characters who are diverse off. Um, And it just so happens that a lot of the new characters are black. I mean, let's face it. You got Tyrese. You've got his sister, uh, Michonne. And there's no way they're going to kill Michonne, so she's totally fine. Uh, T-Dog was, like, the only one original. He wasn't in the main series, so... Um, and mm-hmm. as a whole, I think his character was fairly flat, so he's going to go. Um, so it's just one of those, like, you, you kind of are just stuck with certain characters. And mm-hmm. the, and the ancillary ones that can all be killed off are black, it, it seems. So I think that's an issue. Um, but really, when you put it in big perspective, the cast of both series is some of the most, it's one of the most diverse casts out of all like television shows or comics. Um, and it's been consistently that way, which is kind of fascinating is, so the question is, and I'm kind of struggling with it is, mm-hmm. is it an issue with the writing, which, you mm-hmm. know, obviously you keep some of these characters or is the fact that the cast is just so diverse is that you just wind up killing a lot of minority characters and people take notice because there are so fucking few minority characters on TV that it's sticking out, and it's one, like, I don't know the answer. Uh, but you can't blame, I mean, the mm-hmm. series itself is you've got, you know, Rosita, you've got uh, Michonne, you've got Glenn, a yep. um, bunch of white characters, you've got men, you've got women. Like, it's a pretty diverse cast. So, uh, and, and there's I, a core. I, so, I, I don't know. Like, what are your thoughts on it? I completely agree. If you think of like the the, the original series, the Walking Dead series, now going to come up with their uh, sixth season uh, coming really soon, right at the tail end of Fear the Walking Dead. Um, one thing that we can latch onto, while you know our hero character Rick uh, is Caucasian, obviously, I mean a lot of the ancillary characters have been of different ethnicities. Um, even like some of like the, the fringe fringe characters, which are written in the comic, and that's one thing I want to let our listeners know is that we will be referencing the comic at times. We do know yeah. a little more than what's going on in the story storyline versus obviously Fear of the Walking Dead um, is all brand new, so it's sort of new to all of us, which is great that we get to experience with this with you all. But when we're referencing the comic, hopefully, if you haven't read it, I completely encourage you to do so. You will not be let down. But uh, going back to the the cast of characters, you know, like even the the hints on like you had made, uh, you know, Glenn. All right, he's Asian American. You've got Martinez, who happens to be Latino. You know, there there is a wealth of of uh, of different ethnicities that are going on, and, and I think that leads to well, who are you going to kill off? It's it's not like. Caucasians haven't been killed off. I mean, we've right. seen our fair share of Caucasians killed off, if, if anything. You know, it just happens to be a, a melting pot of characters. And then bringing it to the, the the Fear of the Walking Dead, which is, you know, what the crux of this discussion is for, because, um, you know, a lot of these publications really started to hammer home on this series, as well as, you know, leading it back to the original series, is that, you know, think of the city that they're in. They're in probably one of the most culturally diverse cities um, in our country. Uh, When you think about, like, you know, Southern California, the heavy Latino influence, we start to see that a little bit in in the sort of melting pot family that we're given. But then also, 
you know, it's it's not like this wouldn't be in the schools where we see a African American, an African American uh, principal, and you know, uh, an interracial couple between a daughter and her boyfriend. You know, things of that nature happen all the time, and I think it's it. I I, I give this this series credit to showing all of this. I mean, it's it's you know, going back to the Walking Dead series is seeing you know we have we have a gay couple that are on there too. I mean, this is not something that backs down away from this is this is real life and i think that's one thing that i want to like stress is that while people are looking for a zombie movie or like you know all about the zombies this is very in the crux of what mainstream society is and what happens when society breaks down so i think um i don't want to say that like you know the criticism are all called uncalled for but you know i think uh the the executive producer gail heard uh, she wrote back in one of these articles and actually said, you know, that our casting calls are completely open and they always go with the best actor. So it could have been a Caucasian principal or whomever. They picked out who they wanted, and as they start to write the uh, the plot line, the chips fall where they may. And if the person happens to be African American, so be it. It just is what's good for the plot line. And I think I think that shows in the show. Yeah, I mean the the principal, the, the actor who uh, who plays him. Um, I had well, uh, Scott Lawrence. I mean, he's been in tons of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. He's one of those mm-hmm. those characters or those actors that you see in in uh, tons of series. Um, and the the boyfriend, uh, Maestro Harrell, was on um, Suburgatory, and he was he had great mm-hmm. comedic timing there. Um, but let's face it, like Fear the Walking Dead is a very from everything that it seems in there and the casting of the people they spotlighted as characters, it's a very tight knit series. This isn't one that's going to have the cast. That's a lot of it. You're going to follow uh, Clark's and um, her, her boyfriends, you know, they're kind of two families and then the Salazar's and that seems to be the, the big thing of it. But um, you know, Cliff Curtis, I don't know as well. Let me just look up his background. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the Clarks are clearly white. Um, well, that's uh, so interesting. Uh, so Cl- Cliff Curtis is from New Zealand. Um, yep. And he has a very fascinating background. Um, he's Maori descent. So, um, you know, he's clearly, you know, not white. Uh, the Salazar's are Hispanic. Uh, so you've got again a very diverse cl- uh, cast, and, I, and I'm sure there will be more characters. Uh, so in this case, it's just very uh, a tight knit group of characters, and it just so happened the first ones that were off, that were all off, were black characters, unfortunately. And like the optics are bad, um, and when you kind of take mm-hmm. them out, then I, you know I totally understand and I get it. And when I first saw it, I mean, brought it up on the first episode, I was like, holy shit, does this look bad? Um, but, you know, if you look at the big perspective, it's pretty diverse. I mean, let's face it, you had a white girl dating a black kid. Like, that's still, yep. uh, you know, as much as it's normal nowadays, it's still not something you see mm-hmm. a hell of a lot on, on television or entertainment. So, um, uh, I think I think they'd get lambasted in Kentucky, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 like our country and our news on day-to-day is heir apparent. I mean, it's, you know, there are definitely some storylines that I think some of, America goes, wait, what? I'm not comfortable with this yet. Um, so I agree, Brett. I agree 100%. Yeah, so I mean, it's one of those, like, if you take it out, it looks bad. And definitely they, yep. it's something you need to be aware of. And if it was the only folks they were killing, I would sit there and say, you know, absolutely, there's an issue. Uh, but they're not. They're killing a lot of folks. Um, and it just so happened that this is the case 
for at least this series. And we don't know who else is going to be um, brought in and entertained. So, um, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully it will be addressed or at least gone with. I mean, the main series itself, right. uh, it's more like introducing that new black character, kill off yep. an old black character. I've noticed that's the pattern. Yes. So as much as you gain, you lose. I don't know, like... Um, Keep in mind yeah. that that's already a society yeah. that's already been broken down. And yeah. now we're still st- stuck with a city of, I'm not really sure, 6 million people that are in, in, in the L.A. metro area. We're going to be encountering a lot of people that are a lot of different di- uh, diverse backgrounds, probably yep. up until the end of this season. I don't know, and that's one thing that maybe we can get to at some point uh, and talk about is where does this, where do we feel the storyline is going to end up at the end of the next four episodes? Are we going to be where Rick is waking up, or are we going to still be amidst the utter chaos that's going on right now? But you know, that's time yeah. for uh, another discussion. So yeah, yeah. Well, actually, we, it kind of goes into our conversation is a. Uh, interesting question uh, question from twitter um one is the series trying too hard and the second is no care you know they, this person thinks there's no characters worth caring about who's the mm-hmm. first to go mm-hmm. that anyone will care about uh you know we'll that goes to one on of the questions yeah. that we had that goes to one of the questions we had uh last week too if you think about mm-hmm. like you know the pace of the show and how people feel that it's slower than expected so i i think that all like wraps into one nice ball i'd like to hear your thoughts brett on you know you know do we have characters that aren't worth caring about at this point? I mean, out of two episodes, two and a half hours in, what are your thoughts on, on who we have here? Who's going to stay, who's going to go and the pace of the show. Oh, so it's been, yeah, it's been two and a half hours. We barely know these characters. Um, I think there's characters that will be interesting. Um, I, I really think the, the crux of the show is going to be Travis and Madison. Um, her kids are kids and you tend to like or dislike kids um you know we got the druggy kid who isn't someone i necessarily like but i find him interesting mm-hmm. because the concept of someone yep. going through detox in a zombie apocalypse is just interesting and something we haven't seen before um the daughter should be interesting and i fully expect her to flip out about her boyfriend at some point um, oh yeah and i think that the boyfriend <laughs> while we know and, you know, I'm sorry, people, you're going to get some spoilers in this. While we know he's yep. probably dead at this point, we didn't they see don't. anybody put a bullet in his head. So there's yep. going to be more going on with that. So don't worry about all you people that think we have a death of an African-American. I think he's going to be the undead. I mean, that's my personal prediction, and I yeah. agree with you on that one. So there's more to come on that storyline. They're not going to leave it after two episodes. No, no, no. I, I mean, I fully predict she's going to wind up arguing and go back to, the, like, run away and go to the house or something like that and come across him and flip yep. her shit and run back. Like, that's a that's a guarantee. Um, yep. The one that actually – character I think is going to stand out that everyone's really going to like, and just based off the actor who's playing – I'm fully convinced that Ruben Blades, a character named Daniel Salazar, is going to be the Dale of the show. Um, I think mm-hmm. them killing off Dale was a huge fuck-up in the first in uh, The Walking Dead. I mean, the guy yep. lasted for 70-something issues in the comic series. Um, he really was everyone's, like, father yeah. figure. We all loved him. Um, that was I think the, they're the go... moral compass, and they, they yeah. basically transitioned that character into in the TV show into Herschel's character. I mean, basically, that was a a one for one. Unfortunately, yep. I, I agree with you. You know, like he he lasts well into the the the, the first seventy or so uh, yeah. comics. So yeah, and I I agree. You know, this show 
to go to where you're going with and where our question is, are none of the characters we're caring about? Well, I agree. That we're developing. We're in development. We're just learning them. We need to get the moral compass because if you think about the original show, the moral compass went from Dale to Herschel. It went from Herschel to so and so. You know, it, it carries around. You know, like even Tyrese was a moral compass in there. Mm-hmm. You know, it needs to be there where you're sort of like, all right, Rick's about to go off the deep end. Who's going to bring him back in and hold his his compass to true north? We're developing that, and I agree that like I, I think that you know Daniel Salazar is going to be the big one in this, and I think in, in kind uh, to to go back to the person's question as well. We haven't developed the Rick character yet. Think about, you know, Rick in the original series was this strong. He was strong already. He was a police officer, got shot, you know, and, and so he comes out of it. Yeah, the world's gone to shit, but he he was trained to like, all right, I've got to get my, my, my family. I know how to get through, you know, relatively uh, strange situations and, 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 uh, and dangerous situations. You know, we haven't gotten that yet, so is it going to be – you know, who's that going to be? Is that going to be uh, the Cliff Curtis character, Travis Manawa? Is that going to be Madison Clark? You know, who's going to be the Rick character of this when all shakes out? Because I think that we've picked the moral compass, and I think uh, going to the person's question that had brought, you know, I give it some time that they're worth caring about. I know that, like, you know, that was even a complaint in a, in a Forbes article, of all things, that, you know, yep. They, the person just blatantly said, "Kill off the the, the family, except for the the nineteen year old heroin addict son, because uh, you know he's the only one worth engaging." And I think that that's 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 just a tragedy that people don't understand yet where it's going. So, yeah, I I actually don't think we're going to get a Rick character, and here's the reason why is. The, I think the, the focus of the two series are very different. So Walking Dead is rebuilding society, and how do you go about that? So you know the group really is, the, like think about the founders of the U.S. These are, are strong personalities arguing with each other about where to go and what to do, and there was a clear leader, and people you know went back and forth and argued with that. Like That's The Walking Dead. This is more a disaster film. Um, I'm convinced Fear of the Walking Dead is more of like a Roland Emmerich uh, a disaster film, you know, this could be 2012 with zombies instead. Um, and instead, it's just going to be the focus of the family and how does the family deal with society falling apart? You know, how do they stay together? How do they get together? Mm-hmm. You've got you've got Curtis, uh, Cliff Curtis's character, Travis, having to not deal, deal with, not only deal with Madison's kids, uh, he's also got his own kid. And he is going to right. have to get to his kid and um, uh, protect them and, and somehow convince the, his, I'm guessing his ex-wife, um, how to, you know, to come with them. So there's going to be that. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the Salazars, who is another family unit. Um, there's multiple of them. So uh, to me, this is much more in line of a disaster film um, as opposed to uh, – you know, a character study of, you know, how do you build society? Like I, Walking Dead is a character study, it's a character study and a study about politics and society um, building in with a zombie background. This is a straight up disaster film with a zombie yep. background. So, you yep. know, I just think they're apples and oranges. I don't think we're going to see a Rick character. I'm convinced that Ruben Blades is going to be this version of Dale. I will be the breakout. Yeah, yeah, and I, uh, I, I, 
want to get into that again when we talk about like really what we expect out of the next episode because I you know if anybody hasn't uh, I encourage you to go to like you know the 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 YouTube channel for AMC they have a couple of I believe they're about minute and a half two minute clips for the next episode and uh, I think that that moral compass and that development of the character is going to be really key in the next couple episodes based upon what I saw in the uh in in those uh uh previews. Yeah, plus but it's Ruben Blade. The... I mean that's yeah. the other thing to keep in mind is Ruben Blade is a well known actor. Um and I mean he's one of those actors, he hasn't been around tons of stuff lately, but he goes back mm-hmm. for you know, to nineteen eighty three. So the people who are really digging the series grew up mm-hmm. with Ruben Blades in there and he's gonna be, I think, the one that we just know. I mean everyone else is pretty much an unknown yep actor um yep. he is the known yep. and he's been in tons of shit that you know people who probably are gonna like this series will have watched his films so i think there's gonna be that connection as well which will be really really yep. interesting exactly and, and you know like you think about like some of those characters and whatnot you know they they are sort of that uh uh that that moral compass like character i don't want to get into like his whole you know imdb uh, page, but uh, if, if you do get a yep. chance, go check out some of his other stuff too. So, um, so to get to the the person's question, you know, I think we've touched base on some of the characters that we're we're really interested in. Again, only two episodes in, but who do I? It's tough to answer this because he asked, "Who's the first to go?" And we've already had more than a few go. Um, some notables, uh, obviously, you know, the the, the principal and. And whatnot, but I I think what he's getting at is like you know especially in those first couple of seasons because we became attached to this smaller group of of people who's going to be that person where we're like oh damn it like why did they kill him off you know who's going to be that person especially we haven't gotten attached to a lot of people yet but we've got a yep. I mean you think about that family there's a lot of people there who's who's that first person to to, to die off get bit and we go oh shit well. So to me, there, there's two things on that. Is one with the with Walking Dead, we had the series at that point. I don't even remember how many issues we was in. So for those who read the comic, we knew the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we were already connected to Rick. We were already connected to Carl. Um, like we knew those characters, you know, in and out, and where the series was going. And if you go back and I think watch those first six episodes, no one was really likable. Mm-hmm. Like no one jumped out other than Rick and Dale. Um, and Glenn, like it was those three that we, we enjoyed and were, were really nice, but like no one else was decent. Everyone else was really kind of irritating, uh, either, either as an actor or just characters in general, like even ones that have lasted in the comic that have been killed off, um, mm-hmm. in the, the television series, they got killed off for a reason. Uh, so there really was only like this core and let's face it, like, uh, uh, uh Andrew Lincoln, like all of them, like nailed those those characters so um and everyone and remember everyone hated carl for as good as carl is now everyone fucking hated him um and carol too like no one liked carol in the beginning uh so clearly characters grow out of this bunch that we've been introduced to so far out of any of them that i think they would kill i would pick the daughter i think she would be the first to go out of like these known characters the second bunch that I would predict would be um, Ruben Blades' family, like one of them, but we haven't really been introduced to them yet. I think the mother is too interesting. Um, uh, Travis is very interesting, so I think he would stick around. 
Um, maybe Travis's kid were to get killed. That could be to throw things up. And I think Nick, uh, again, the fact that he's a drug addict uh, is just a new thing that you, you could do tons of stuff with. So uh, to kill him would be idiotic. Uh, so that kind of leads the daughter who I think is uninteresting are not really uninteresting, but just generally like she is every daughter. There's nothing super special at this point other than helping her brother through detox, which makes me think right. there's, she knows way more uh, about like this uh, fucked up world than we know. Like she's clearly not mm-hmm. some prissy uh, uh, kid. Um, and yeah, but I mean, out of everyone, she's the expendable one. I think she, you could probably bring in someone else most likely we'll be introduced to a new character in the third or fourth episode that we will mm-hmm. like and will wind up like sacrificing themselves. Um, and that will be kind of the like, Oh, we knew him for a couple of episodes, but I mean, so far uh, you knew the principal was going to die. The second you met him, that one was yep. pretty predictable. I called that like the second I saw him, I'm like, oh, he's going to be fucking dead. <laughs> um, yep. uh, the other one that I would be, sh- would be surprised that we don't see again would be the kid and I can't think of his name, the the chubby kid with acne. Um oh, no, uh, what's his name? Yeah, Tobias. Tobias. Yeah, I you would, know what? I got I, a feeling he's gonna be the uh he's gonna be the Glenn of the series. He he's already like proven that he's watched uh you know enough of the news and, and whatnot going on that uh you know he was already scrounging for canned goods and ready to bunker down right and i think that they're setting him up that like you know not as useful as a glenn obviously he's not as mobile or whatnot yeah. but he's got that innate sense that they're going to bring that in that he's a survivor i got a feeling that the mom's going to check on him like she's just not going to as soon as like the shit's already going down around their house and you know we're going to see in the next episode you know the neighbors already eaten like you know the mother across the street and whatnot it's only a matter of time as they're flashing their damn flashlights out the friggin' window that he's going to come over there. They're going to have to escape the house. They're probably going to go, oh, shit, this is what's going on. She's got to check on Tobias because, like, he knew a lot. She's going to go back there. He, I think he's going to come back as, as more of a, a pivotal character. Yeah, IPB doesn't have many, but I love the concept of grounding the series a little bit and realizing, like, no, there are stories with zombies in the past. Yep. Having a mm-hmm. kid almost playing that role of being like, no, I, you know, I played Call of Duty with zombie mode. Um, this is what yeah. we need to do. I think would be interesting mm-hmm. because it's the only thing that bothers me in the Walking Dead comic, or not the only thing, but one of the things bothering me in the Walking Dead comic and the television series is there's no character like that. You know, there's right. no character who has seen Zombie Land and being like, double tap people. Why aren't we double tapping? Or you know, why aren't right. you running? And why aren't you doing zigzags and running uphill and all that stuff? Like. Does the zombie genre don't doesn't fucking exist in this world? Like it doesn't make sense. Right. So to bring that in, I think would actually be kind of yes, it would be meta, and I'm sure people would roll their eyes and get sick of it. But I think it would be interesting. Mm-hmm. I would hope we would see Tobias at least in the second season. If um, you know, if we don't see him in this first, I think the first needs to really focus on the two families and gel that and give us a reason to like them. Because again, the disadvantage is we had. 70-something issues, 100 issues of the Walking Dead comic before the series debuted, we knew these characters. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the people who start really started watching the series knew these characters. These are brand new characters, so it does not have that advantage. Um, mm-hmm. So it needs to focus on a few characters and make us like them, uh, or at least get mm-hmm. us interested in them. 
which I think it's slowly doing. It's a slow burn, but The Walking mm-hmm. Dead was a slow burn too. The, the first six episodes, so uh, yep. the pacing is exactly what I expected it. I actually think, and to go back to like you know, I just want uh, to close on this too. You know, and, and if people haven't seen the uh, previews to the next episode, I got a feeling that what'll really orientate. Um, Ruben Blades part, uh, Daniel Salazar is uh, if you if you're looking at the preview, it's one of them that I think that his wife gets bit or there's a notable injury on her. Who knows? I don't know how much longer she'll have in the series, and that's gonna if you think about Dale lost his wife, you know now Daniel's gonna lose possibly his wife. You know that we're getting into predictions the next episode or whatnot, but and I'm actually surprised that that actually was included in one of the previews I actually saw, and I've been trying, struggling to find uh, the the stay tuned for the next uh, episode from the end of the last one because I thought I saw yeah. somebody else's injury that's a very very key character. To be honest, I thought it was uh, I thought it was Nick, but uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure that he's in for the rest of the the series, but it was one of them that was in that group that I remember seeing an injury of uh, where you got to sit there and go, Ooh, you know, I wonder if they're going to make it because those could be the, the, the big ones that are the losses that, uh, that, that people will talk about, you know, and, and to go back to like uh, the pace, but that's my prediction is I think we're going to lose Mrs. Salazar uh, early on in the next couple of episodes. I mean, that something's going to happen. Uh, and then I, I still think that there's going to be one of the, 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 the major family uh, uh, dropping out. I don't think it's going to be um, uh, the, the stepmother or the father yet. I don't think it's going to be Travis or um, uh, Kim, but it could be one of the kids. I, I'm not really sure yet who. Um, it could be uh, – it would be so stereotypical to be uh, Travis's uh, ex-wife, Liza, Lisa, um, but it, it could be one of those. Actually, I think it would be more interesting if they lost uh, one of the kids uh, in in regards to that because then you have, oh, here's my ex-wife and here's my my soon-to-be wife, <laughs> and this that could cause for some some uh, a little bit of uncomfortable conversation, especially if like the the one wife blames you for like losing their kid. <laughs> that could be yeah. some fun writing. I would I would make the prediction. That I think Travis's wife's going to get killed. Um, she would be on top of my death list. I would pick um, yeah. in predictions. I think it would be interesting that again, you maybe Travis goes off somewhere and his kid Chris is stuck with Madison and her kids, and she has to mm-hmm. make a choice at some point between her kids and Chris, and winds up, of course, picking her kids. Chris, you know, winds up dying, and then you've got Travis dealing with the fact that his girlfriend and wound up getting his kid killed. That could be really, really interesting, and I could see the writers doing yep. that, um, and that would create, some, I think, some fantastic tension and a lot of stuff people are missing, um, and mm-hmm. immediately would people. people. Um, and again, it would be something, I think, different than The Walking Dead. So, you know, Travis's wife, if I had to make a list right now of characters we've been introduced to, she would be absolutely top of the list. Um, I think his kid would be second on that list right now. And then I think Alicia, the daughter, would be third uh, just because of what tension and uh, where you could go story-wise. Um, yeah. I think the Salazars will probably hold on for, for a while um, and be characters we really, really like. So it could, it'll be interesting from there. And the Salazars are just, well, there is a wife. Uh, yeah, Chris, uh, I think the wife Griselda. Yeah, Griselda. Yeah. 
the one that's so, going to come in, I, that's yeah. going to be one of those telltale things where it's like, uh, oh, she was so kind and whatnot, but uh, she's probably going to get off at some point for her kindness, yeah, so which is she typical of Walking Dead, you know? It's like the person yep. that's, like, way too kind. You sit there and go, damn it, why are they dead? They, you know, they had, like, a good heart. They they were trustworthy, but we're starting to learn that, like, that's not all that it's cracked up to be when you need to be a survival of the fittest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that the, the wife, I think, will is definitely up there, too. Um, yeah. uh, Daniel's wife, like, she would be also in my, my top five. Yeah. Um, people to, to off, so it'll, it'll be... <laughs> We're picking out people yeah. whose careers are going to be uh, very limited Short. in this series. <laughs> you know? uh, yeah, I mean, Ruben, well, let's say that Ruben Blades, out of everyone in the series, uh, Cliff Curtis has actually been in a lot of stuff. Uh, but yeah. going off the careers, yeah. Ruben Blades has just been in too much stuff. There's no way they're yeah. killing him. Um, yeah. So I think he's pretty safe. Uh, Cliff Curtis is yeah. probably the second biggest actor that I know of. Yeah, so I, I think, I think he's, he's pretty safe. Yeah, I think he's gonna be the the person that like gets you know gets sort of stoic and whatnot. I um, I think they're gonna keep him around. He's he's got a little bit more development going on. He's got a lot of demons too between you know a wife that like left him and he's you know trying to love this family that doesn't appreciate him and his son hates him. You know, there's a lot of stuff that's going around him that I think like is going to develop. And that's, it, it probably makes to a good segue too, as to the pace of the show, uh, yep. because of the fact that like, you know, if we realize all these little tiny dialogues and, and, and plot line twists, and they're not even twists yet, but they're little seeds that are going to develop these characters. Again, you know, I, I want to go back to the point that like we dropped into the walking dead where there were these strong characters that already happened that the, the, the apocalypse that occurred, you know, Rick wakes up and the world is done. There is nothing going on. He's got to ride a horse because there ain't nothing that he can drive. You know, <laughs> you know, it's just it's it's crazy shit like that. Um, and then we get to here where you know nobody's experienced it. I, I think you bring up a good point, Brett, with Tobias, is that like you know one of these frustrating things, and it's frustrating in this show because, and, and all the, you know, uh, Gimple told us this and, and Talking Dead, and, and I think that even Kirkman had mentioned it, is that this is going to be one of those episodes, or one of these shows where it's cool because we know more than the characters do, and I think that makes it frustrating. I think that's where people feel it's a little slow, because we already know where it's going to be another couple yeah. months from now, and they don't, you know. It's, it's, and one of the frustrating things is that you're like, Exactly, Tobias. You were playing a game, and you know what you know. Fighting zombies is about. Why does nobody think this? Why does nobody go? Oh yeah, there's a zombies. You know, <laughs> yep. you know, it's, it's just sort of weird that way. I, I think that, like, from my expectation of what this series was gonna be, I think that like it's actually moving at a relatively rapid pace. Where I was expecting like a lot more development about the disease. I was gonna actually. I was looking forward to, like, a very stale first season trying to develop, like, really when the first bite happens and whatnot. And we're, we're not there. I mean, the world's crumbling to pieces. And it's been around for a while. Uh, what do you think about that? Uh, well, first I'm going to say uh, we were said we are going to be better on this episode. If, if folks have opinions on this, uh, we want to hear them. You can call in at 619-768-2952. Uh, and uh, voice your opinion on the air. Uh, you know, love callers. We had some great ones uh, last episode. 
so definitely if you've got an opinion on this, let us know. Um, as far as the pace, I think it's pretty solid. Like I, I again, I, I think the film is, or the show is more akin to a disaster film and we are in the fifth, first, like, maybe half an hour of the disaster film. We're still kind of getting to know the characters. Um, and, you know, disaster films tend to take 15, 20 minutes, half an hour to actually get to the disaster. Um, you know, think of how Roland Emmerich films go or Michael Bay films go. Uh, they have a pretty consistent formula to them. Uh, and this one's actually breaking it a little bit in that that crumbling is occurring and we're already in the, the second episode. So if you, if you go with the entire first six episodes is, um, you know, the beginning of that disaster film, I think we're on a pretty decent pace. Like we already have society crumbling, you know, we have uh, tear gas thrown out. Like it's, it's at that point, I expected that much further down the road, uh, maybe yep, three or four episodes in, but you know, we're already kind of seeing things go on and it's a slow build. Like, you know, uh, we're not going to get hordes of zombies. I think that's what a lot of people forget is this is the beginning of the zombie apocalypse. You know, we did the math and we said, what, there was like 150 million worldwide at this point should be zombies or something like that. Um, Mm -hmm. Whatever came up with. Uh, But that's still spread out across the entire world. So you're only going to see a few here and there in L.A. Like, it's not a quick... Uh, disease and you know i think people have to more think about like a flu outbreak in the real world is it you know a flu outbreak happens it's suddenly not everyone has the flu the next day you know it goes on for weeks and months and all that but here we already have society breaking down a little bit and 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 issues happening so it is happening fairly quickly um Mm -hmm. in the in the greater perspective of things i it's one of those that i think people who are complaining about the pace are forgetting that this is the beginning of everything. This is the zombie outbreak has really only been going on for a week or two uh, at most. So therefore it's going to probably be a really slow burn uh, to begin with. And, you know, it's not this quick crumbling. Like anyone that thinks stuff like this happens in a quick crumble, like think about the, the, um, God, I'm totally blanking out what it was. The, the, disease that everyone was freaking out about um ebola ebola yeah the ebola disease where everyone was kind of like getting in putting in isolation and all that that went on for like what a month two months or something like that it was it was a while yeah yeah we're at that phase of the outbreak like you know everyone you we've seen this in real life it doesn't hit quickly it is a slow mm-hmm. burn, and I actually have to give the series credit for doing that and not quickly jumping on and being like, "Hey, a bro- you know, zombie outbreak, everything collapses the next day." Like it, 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 it is doing it probably the way it might actually happen. And I think that like one thing to, to bring up too is that's why I think it's sort of quicker than I expected as well because of the fact that you know we're already in the midst of it where we're already starting to see oh, shit, the power's starting to go out. Oh, shit, the mm-hmm. cells are down and stuff like that. We're along the path. Like, it took them, I would wager, probably two months uh, of of probably a small Ebola case, call it, you know, that it occurred. And now, you know, it got to the point where Tobias is like, oh, it happened in five states, you know, and 
something's reporting on it, whatever that could be. He could be on his ham radio right now in his mom's basement, whatever, but he's heard about it. It's not hitting the mainstream. You know, we see in the second episode where, you know, people are on the radio after, after they just saw, you know, um, the drug dealer friend, like, just <laughs> reanimate and reanimate again. And nobody's talking about it on the radio, even though, like, the world's gone to shit. You know, <laughs> you know, they're driving around it, and they're seeing people sort of half freaking out, and the guy's complaining about his fantasy team. So, you know, yeah. I think that one thing that, like, the people that bring up the pace do uh, have an attachment to an affinity to is the original series mm-hmm. and the strong characters and the fact that it didn't take – and I want to re- refresh people's memory, too, of that first season. That first season was all of, what, eight episodes or so, and we never really got a, a bad character. The bad character was from within. The bad character was the uncomfortability between Shane and Rick. And you were mm-hmm. like, all right, you know, what's going on here? But, again, strong characters. We really didn't get to a baddie, what I'll call finger quotes, baddie, until we got to the governor and in that instance, I don't know if this show, and from what I've read, a lot of, like, the executive producers have said, this isn't the show that's going to give you, like, oh, here's the next baddie, and here's the next baddie. We're not going to have that, like, you know, anti-Rick that's going against Rick. And and I think that people crave this too fast now because of the fact that, like, you know, the story's developed so so far now in the Walking Dead universe that we're not there yet. Um so I, I would ask uh, for a little patience, but I would also say that, like, you know, this might not develop in the same way as that show did, uh, keeping in mind that we're sort of three months behind Rick's waking up. So, you know, getting to those strong uh, anti-characters, uh, getting to, uh, you know, really like, you know, some strong characters we still have to develop, as we've told. And, you know, a lot of people that I think – are used to seeing the, the, the zombie hordes and stuff like that. We haven't even, you know, I, I don't even know. Uh, you did the math last week, Brett, where it was like, you know, we should be at a couple hundred thousand zombies worldwide at this point. We're not going to see a lot of those zombies really turning over yet. So it's going to be more not the norm. We're still going to have a governmental reaction. Keep in mind, you know, we've really only seen municipalities uh driving up and shooting zombies and whatnot. We haven't seen the National Guard called in. Think about what we saw in the first couple episodes in The Walking Dead, that we haven't seen, like, you know, the sandbags go up and the tanks go everywhere, and, and you know, the, the, the federal government really get called in. We're not there yet. I don't know how much of that, you know, we're going to see this season. I would expect uh, a pretty decent amount. We're going to probably see sort of the federal government, like, react. Um mm-hmm. But I think that that all is in, like, a quick pace when you consider that this is all of a, a six-episode season, um, I guess maybe seven episodes compared to the, the first season because the first and last episode will be an hour and a half. So um, yeah. it is what it is. So I, 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 think it's a, I think it's a good piece, and I think it's developing the characters. I think that, that our, our writer uh, that, that it tweeted us uh, initially you know, will be probably pleasantly surprised when we get to the end of it that he probably will care a little bit about some character and be a little upset about another character and still be craving, you know, when the summertime comes and we're going to have like a, 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 you know, an off season series finally, that hopefully be a little bit more than six episodes. Yeah. I mean, I think that part of the issue is that with, are people so used to uh, the zombie genre and you're already thrown in when hell, you know, all hell is already broken loose. Um, that's not what this is. This is a mm-hmm. very slow burn. 
and a slow crumble, crumbling of society. It's not the bam, you know, society is gone. Uh, you know, you get to deal with it. You know, this is the society slowly falling apart. I, I would be, uh, I would not be shocked if the end of this first season ends with Washington fall, falling. Um, like, I mm-hmm. think that would be a great thing of being like listening to a radio and being like, you know, Washington, D.C. is burning. The federal government's yep. in disaster. And that's where they leave it. And everyone looks at each other going, oh, shit, what do we do from here? Because that's going to be the mm-hmm. point of the series is like, what do you do from here? It is a disaster film and a survivor film. This is not uh, this isn't the scare like The Walking Dead yep. is them walking around and a zombie jumps out. Um, and even that doesn't do it. Um, and people complain about The Walking Dead, you know, doesn't do that either. You know, it's interesting. The two things both of them share is um, this one is slowly trying to get to it is they are both character studies. Um, and yep. if you want a quick paced show, this is not for you. And The Walking Dead is not for you. And The Walking Dead comic is not for you. They are character studies and that's the focus of them. It just so happens to be with a zombie background um, and everything is not – Michael Bay, MTV, ADD, um, in your face, there are fantastic things that are slow burns and Breaking Bad and Sons of Anarchy and um, all these fantastic shows that people praise are character studies that are very slow burns. Um, They're not, you know, quick action films and action stories like that's not the point of them. So it's fascinating that people to this point are still bitching about this. When yep. The Walking Dead's been around for ten something years, um, I forgot when it was first, two thousand one, I think, or something like that. Something just like LBO, that. Yeah. Yeah. Close to fifteen years, um, and people are still complaining about it. But the com—that's what the comics been. This isn't twenty-eight days later. Twenty-eight days later was a zombie film on, you know, with a techno soundtrack, and it's a fantastic film, and I love it. Um, the the redone of um, Night, not Night of Living Dead, um, the one that's Oh, they yeah. God of the Dead. Or... Dawn of the Dead, yeah. Um, that, again, was an MTV version of the original one. Yeah. The, the original yeah, one yeah. Is, isn't a quick, like, in-your-face thing. Uh, Resident Evil, yep. which is a great zombie flick, is a pulse, you know, pulse-pounding um, zombie flick. And I think that's what people are looking for in this, but that's not what this is. So the fact yep. that people are still complaining yeah. about that drives me nuts. Yep, and it was... Uh... It was released October 8th of 2003, so it's been 12 years that we've been hearing about this from a comic book standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, but you know what? The funniest so. is the, the comic is people, the people who read the comic don't complain about this. Um, yeah. I, I find it really fascinating that you don't hear the people complain about the comics. My issue with the comic is that it's, it's too formulaic in that uh, there's like a huge event that happens and then they deal with the fallout and then there's a wall for like six months, uh, six issues worth. And then there's a build up, and then a huge event. Yep. And then the dealing like, it's yeah. just this ebbs and flows um, and it's predictable in that way. That's yep. my issue with the comic. Not because it's not like pulse pounding every single time. This isn't Marvel. This isn't the Avengers. People don't have to punch shit all the time. Like it's not the point of the yep. series. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I I think the pacing's perfect. Like I want a character study and this is what yep. it is. So Yep. I agree. I agree. We got about twelve minutes left. I wanted to hit one topic before we get in the predictions. We can go over if we need to, but yeah. 
What's that? We can go over if we need to. All right. Well, you know, hopefully we get a, a phone call or two in, or maybe we get another tweet. I do appreciate uh at Will Lee Coyote. Why Lee Coyote? Will Lee Coyote? That's uh, I'm going cool. with Wiley Coyote. Uh, yeah, I think so, yeah, but he doubles Coyote. the L. So I think it's supposed to be like a little Will Lee. I don't know. I've been drinking, so what do you want? Um, yeah. And that's one thing you're going to get out of us. You're going to get unadulterated opinions because we're not going to do this sober. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we could do the live one. we got to be. Down. When we do the live one, <laughs> I, we're, we're going to be shit-faced. I, I'm just Absolutely. going with this right now. That's a good pitch, too, uh, so everybody's aware if you're listening. We are going to be live during the last show so that we don't step on uh, uh, the Nerdist's toes when the, the, the last episode is done. So we will be taking your tweets. We will be taking your phone calls live while the show is going on. Hell, we could have, like, a little party line going on. We all be, like, doing it like Mystery Theater 2000 uh, and and just uh, bullshitting back and forth. So you're all welcome to, to do that. That'll be uh, October 3rd, I believe, is the last show. Um, yeah, we'll Whenever that Sunday is. Yeah, Yeah, as long as it's over. Um, I, uh, yeah, well, hopefully it works out because yeah. with this this break, I'm not quite sure, but I think it winds up on when you're here. So we're going to be doing a live show. Yep. It's going to be awesome. That'll be fantastic. Um one topic that I wanted to get to before we get to the uh, the, the the sort of our predictions in the next episode is yep. the fact that, and what I love about this show, what I love about what AMC's been doing, and not a lot of shows have been doing this, and I find it terribly addictive where I let my wife do it so that I can still pay attention to the show and we sort of like coordinate like who's watching TV and who's playing on their on their laptop or whatnot is the use of the social media, the use of the, the AMC app and the story sync where you get so much out of it. And if you were listening last week to us, I did point out that there were some really key uh, Easter eggs that were dropped during the story sync for the first episode. Uh, there were a little less this last episode, um, but the, the key ones, and I, I encourage everybody to go out and check it out. Um, AMC would be uh, hugely happy if you do. Uh, is that there were a couple of things. One was an uh, article in regards to one of the first uh, uh, police shootings, and one was uh, a uh, memorandum from the World Health Organization, both of which that like give like a little more depth to the, the, the story. And then uh, they give you a sort of behind-the-scenes view of uh, when we all saw the, the, the one guy who was in the car accident that uh, started an on on the, uh, the, the uh, ambulance driver. So, but one thing I did notice, too, and I, I slowed down. <laughs> I was just on a, a, a TV that I could actually go frame by frame, and I, I tried to catch this last week. I didn't get a chance to catch this last week. was in the nurse's office where I felt, like, really uncomfortable, like somebody was going to jump out, and then it happened to be and you're like, ah, oh, it's you, you little shit. You know, but on the ground was that little tape outline. Mm-hmm. And on that outline, there was a note there. And I was like, oh, God, I my other TV, I couldn't just see it. So I went frame by frame this time. And there was a note that was taped to the ground inside the, the tape outline of the dead body that said, uh, this could be you with two exclamation points. And if you remember when she walked in, there was like, caution tape on there so I'm wondering especially with the, the, the principal I want to go like a little more into like sort of like the how much do people really friggin know because you know he you know they empty the entire school you would think that the principal got the hell out but did a kid turn while they were at school you know how did they put the note down 
these are all these little Easter eggs. If you're not paying attention to these people, please do because it, it adds a layer to the show. If you're not feeling that it's like, you know, at your pace, find these things. It is fun. It is a really immersive experience when you start watching these, and especially if you're watching The Walking Dead, do that as well. Uh, Brett, guys, thoughts in regards to, like, that note? I know I sprung that on you before we got on the air um, quickly, but, you know, you think about it, somebody had to die, then they taped around the person, then they put a note on the ground after they probably reanimated that said, you know, this could be you. <laughs> so. Yeah, wasn't the, didn't the outline happen in the first episode as a prank? Um, I don't recall. All I, I you know, I, I'd have to go. This the the one that I remember was when she busted in the nurse's office to get the drugs for Nick so he could actually crash a little easier. Um, and when she goes in, I remember my wife and I are watching the show and she tears down caution tape that's already taped up on the nurse's office and she walks over a tape and it was like an electrical tape outline. It wasn't a chalk outline with that note on there. So that was the second episode. Yeah, um, you know, one, I think it's interesting um, in, in, you know, the the time that you brought it up, I've been thinking about it is one, maybe it's foreshadowing and the mom gets bumped off. Yeah, that was fascinating mm. to do. Um, I mean, the, the the comic and the the television series does like to do that a lot. Um, though it also does it uh, to a certain extent to throw us off. So um, yeah. it happening would be really, really interesting. Um you know, it's one of those that, you know, I think people are clearly seeing the the breakdown of what's going on. I don't think they're, they are 100% sure to know exactly what's going on. Um, right. I think it's so, interesting, too, yeah. that she walks over it and we talk about, you know, like the first two episodes. If you didn't listen to our last episode, we brought this up as well, is how people are just sort of ignorant to the things that are going on around them. Like all she had, again, the kids are wearing the earphones. It's such a great metaphor to what's going on. Everybody's like got something going on in their life that are keeping them with the blinders on instead of seeing all this stuff that's going on around them to the point where she's worried about her son and his addiction and trying to come down that she's going to get the Oxycontin out of like the nurse's office, which I'll tell you what, I never went by. If they had that shit in the nurse's office, I had no clue. I didn't yeah, know what nurse's office in a high school has <laughs> Oxycontin? Yeah, like what, what school has what? that? Well, it's L.A. I mean, they've got, obviously, if a kid's got a headache. So, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, in all seriousness, you know, she walks in and completely oblivious to the fact that she pulled down a caution tape that there's a chalk line on the ground. She doesn't look down and go, what the hell is that? Like, I still would have went, what the shit is that? You know, but, yeah. And then she's, you know, going into just a simple locker. Now, granted, at least the locker was locked up enough that, like, a kid couldn't, like, really yank at it to get their Oxycontin fix. Um, again, being in a high school, I don't know. Obviously, the, the metal detector would would have went off if the person brought a, a uh, crowbar to get into that. that uh, and maybe that's why it was there, for the crowbars, not for the guns. So. Yeah. Yeah, and the fact that she, oh, that was the and, and my wife of her crawling uh, the top of it as opposed to just mm-hmm. you know the center where it actually might have been effective and yeah. possibly broken lock. Uh, stupidity in that, and she isn't. You know, we're seeing flaws in this, and that the person doesn't say no. Be like, I know how to break into a locker, get rid of a lock. Like, yeah, there's some flaws there at least. 
Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, the Oxycontin being an article. Uh, uh, the, she also said it's Oxycontin. Like, we could have also that, and it's some drug to maybe make him think it's Oxycontin. She's playing with him a little to get him to calm down. Um, so maybe he's doing a little placebo effect, but who knows? That one might be a little. I've gone through deep. The outline is interesting. I mean, it's that someone killed there. Uh, it may explain why the principal got bit. Like, maybe there's a story that they're not telling us and that someone went nuts. The, the principal, um, you know, so uh, my guess is it's hints towards that, but not necessarily that. Um, you know, something major happened. The the this could be you or you could be next, whatever it is. Uh, it yep. is it's odd that someone would write that. But uh, it, it's you know an attempt to uh, foreshadow something. And they're good at foreshadowing too. So yeah. Yeah, I mean the the comics that tell you know, the main series does that a lot, and for people who are into like that sort of narrative stuff, like it, it, there's tons of that, um, and and they do it and what regularly. I, what I heard about the uh, this series too is that it's going to have a little bit more, and we're not there yet because they're trying to develop like really the characters and. Uh, the city, you know, the atmosphere, what's going on, you know, really the flora and the fauna and the, the plot line of, of everything. But what, what they're going to, I heard they're going to do with this uh, series is do a little bit more backshadowing, sort of like, uh, you know, how when we were with the Rick character developing, the, uh, you know, just him trying, like, we were, him reminiscing about his wife, his, his son, you know, things of like that. I hear there's going to be a lot more, like, you know, uh, of of backstory, they're going to do flashbacks. Um, so we might not be done with, you know, Scott Lawrence's character, uh, you know, the principal art. Um, but we might not be done there, uh, which would be sort of cool, you know. That, that he's he is a like you had mentioned, he's a, a notable character, a notable actor that has been often basically two episodes. So hopefully we get a little bit more background and maybe that was what the foreshadow was. And I think maybe that would be interesting as to, all right, we've gotten through the shit, but how did we get there and how much were we ignoring? We're all aware now. Everybody's ignoring. How much are we ignoring? You know, how much did they ignore? We need to see, you know, they could think back and go, Oh no shit! I didn't even think of that. You know, <laughs> you know that would be sort of cool, like the aha moments for these characters, if they have a chance to, like, you know, think about that. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, the so the you know going back to what we talked about before with characters that we're supposed to care care about. Um, I think mm-hmm. Scott Lawrence's principal is one that we are supposed to care about because we're supposed to see him and being like, I know that guy from you know, so-and-so yeah. show and movie or whatever. Um, so he, I think, is the one that we are supposed to care about and know and recognize. Um, the uh, So he's one of the early ones. The the going back and forth, I think, actually could be really cool. That's something we haven't seen and I think would be, would be absolutely interesting. Um, and maybe we'll see him get bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's... It's gonna. I think we're gonna see uses of the narrative we don't see in The Walking Dead. They're going to change things up uh, mm-hmm. enough 
to throw us off. Um, you know, it's, it's a series that I think there are high expectations, obviously, because of where it's coming from. But at the same time, um, it's fresh enough and new enough that it can be done, uh, uh, can throw us off and uh, play yeah. with our expectations and going back and forth, uh, maybe in time and showing a little bit of the past will be interesting. Um, maybe that maybe only once or twice but doesn't do it a hell of a lot. Uh, this one, I think, could be pretty cool doing that, and I, I kind of hope they do just change things up. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree, because I think that what they're going to definitely, you know, we're not in, and that's that's a good point, too, as to the differences between this series and the old series. How can they change it up? Well, obviously, they've done it a little bit with, like, the strength of character. They've done it a little bit with, like, really the interaction between characters and, and how the zombies look, behave. They're obviously stronger and whatnot. Um, but also, like, the location is important, mm-hmm. too. You think about, like, how much they're in no man's land. Like, the only time we're in a city is when we learn that, holy shit, get out of the city, Rick, you're an idiot. What the hell are you doing down there? There's all those zombies down there. Which, obviously, L.A. is going to turn into at some point. It's going to turn into, like, just a rampant city of zombies so they're going to have to get out at some point. But you think about L.A., and if you've never been to L.A., it is the epitome of urban sprawl. It just goes on and on and on and on forever. So they're going to be going through city, like town to town to town to town to town before they get the hell out of there. And they're, you know, bordered by an entire ocean, so they can't go that way. So the only way they're going is into the desert, which they had mentioned maybe we bug out and go into the desert, which I think is like death to them unless they have enough gas to get to, like, Lake Mead where they can have water. You know, um, but even then, they're not going to have any, like, fruits or vegetables or stuff like that. It actually puts them in more of a uh, a, a pickle being in L.A. when you think about geographically. And that's going to come, you know, that's going to come to play. We might see people dying off just because of the fact that, like, one thing that, like, you know, we don't really experience is a, a lot of, I mean, they have a little bit of hunger or whatnot, but they always seem to gather and scrounge for food. And there will be a plethora of food that, like, you know, they'll be able to encounter, but it's different. You know, they're also in a place where there's a lot of fresh water. Keep in mind that L.A. is in the midst of a drought and they've been in a drought for as long as this probably goes back to, which everybody's theorizing around 2012 or 13 based upon the iPhones that are being used since they still have got the wide base and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, they're in a drought-ridden area. They're going to want to bug out, and all of a sudden you're going to have that on top of the character development, which is going to develop the characters even more. So I, I think that, like, yeah, there's a, they picked the right location to make it different, the right characters to make it different. It's going to be more about the characters than ever before because we don't have hordes of zombies yet. It, it's going to be uh, pretty pivotal to being – a sister, yet not like a tan- – it's a tandem, but in a different sense. You know what I mean? It's yeah. a tandem series in a different sense. Yeah, so it's interesting you brought that up, um, and I never – I didn't notice it uh, the first time I watched it. It was the second episode was just airing as we were talking, and there's a scene where you see the the throughways and the highways in mm-hmm. L.A. just lit up full of cars and the yep. uh, the lights flickering so you know that clearly is a setup and why you can't just quickly get in the car and get the hell out of dodge um yep. i think the more interesting would be is having the characters I, and my guess would be is the characters are going to sit there and be like all right um we need to get out of here there's really you know we if we go east we hit desert we're screwed so there's two choices you're going to go north or you're going to go south 
Well, South will sooner or yep. later get him to Mexico, which would be a fascinating uh, uh, conversation and look at like having these people uh, emigrating out of the United States due to disaster to Mexico. I mean, what a fucking statement yep. that would make. Um, or doing <laughs> the same would, to Canada. Yeah. yeah, or do the same to Canada. That, too, would be an amazing statement. Um, yeah. I, I think it would be really, really interesting. Or it's just going to be like, hey, everyone's running. We're going to hunker down here because we can't get anywhere, in which case L.A. is going to become a character uh, of the show. Uh, which it already kind of has in subtle ways of, you know, the kid running into the street and getting hit by a car, uh, just mm-hmm. kind of the neighborhoods mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. Like it's and the, the water ducks. Um, I don't remember what it's called, the official name of it, but the, the, where they, they killed the drug dealer, um, you know, yep. a, you know yep. that's, the, the aqueduct. That, yeah. The aqueducts, like that's an iconic thing in LA. Um, yep. So, yeah, I mean, that would be the other is that they stick around in L.A. for a while to uh, kind of set up the, the location as a character because they haven't done that yet in The Walking Dead. Um, you know, they've been constantly on the move. So while they've been to locations, they haven't the locations themselves haven't taken on a massive role um, like they were in the prison and they were doing stuff in the prison, but how much of like the prison was part of the show? They interacted and they lived in it, but it wasn't as much about the prison as it was as them. This very much can be about L.A. as as much as the characters. Um, yep. So be, I think L.A. will become like a, a a pretty pivotal thing. L.A. itself as a city will be a pretty pivotal thing. Um, you know the. It, It'll be interesting. Like, yeah, I mean, all that will be it will be kind of fascinating to see. Uh, do they see it? Do they go? I think they stay just, again, to be different than The Walking Dead. Um, it would be very, very different of trying to survive in the city. Like, we saw Atlanta destroyed, and there was clearly a firefight and things. Uh, all hell broke loose in Atlanta. But we uh-huh. haven't seen things, you know, all hell breaking loose in the city. So... No, we have, um, we haven't seen the National Guard come in. We haven't seen yep. uh, the Army come in. Like, we still have that. And if it happened in Atlanta, you know sure as hell it happened in L.A. So we're yep. still about to see that, too. And I think that would be really, really interesting. Like, that, to me, would be a thing to set it apart um, and to watch. And you can see it, uh, you know, and, and I mean, I don't know if we want to start making predictions now where things are going to go. Yeah. Um, you know, one direction I see can see it going is the National Guard comes in, says, come with us, we're going to protect you. Um, you know, they get behind them and, you know, things slowly start to fall apart and the National Guard, come, you know, fuck up and um, then they have to go on a run, you know, the run again. And we kind of see the stand of the National Guard as the zombie horde starts getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, that's definitely yeah. one route it could go as opposed to having them pick everything up and like make a run for it. Like we know... Uh, based off of teases and, and castings and stuff like that, National Guard characters are going to become a thing. So yep. it's coming. But the question is, is, is this like an ongoing thing where they say, you know, do you, the Terminator come with me if you want to live? Uh, or is it just a passing, uh, you know, passing characters that they meet for a couple episodes and that's that? Like, I, I can see it going either way. I don't know. I think keeping them in, in LA for at least a, you know, a season and a half would be way more interesting 
than immediately putting them on the road and, and having run. Well, I, we've seen that before. Yeah, and I think that, like, you know, like you had mentioned, too, and this can go into a good segue as to, you know, final thoughts and then where the next episode is going, is that we've already seen all the major roads, and if you're familiar with L.A., it could be a parking lot real quick, and if all the roads are backed up like hell, and keeping in mind that, like, uh, uh, who was it? I think it was Tobias's parents were trying to come back from Vegas. Well, that's going to be a shit show, too. So um, those roads are going to be locked up tighter than anything else. So unless somebody has some idea on how to get out of the city, our characters are pretty much in the city for a while, and they might have to start hoofing it, which is going to make them even more exposed. So they're going to even, you know, with that in mind, they're going to, like, probably encounter a lot more of that military presence than our, our previous uh characters in The Walking Dead ever like even saw visually with the sandbags and whatnot. And it's a good segue as to what we already start to see. Um, if you haven't seen the previews on uh, Fear the Walking Dead on AMC, uh, they're on YouTube, they're on their website, but there are a couple of scenes. One with the, each of the groups that we have. We have the, 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 the father's group uh, out in the city. Uh, they're uh, trying to get out, and we do see a scene with the uh, the Salazars and them trying to, to leave. They're still in a vehicle, so we haven't lost all full use of gas. And then the other episode is, again, with our, our uh, mother and daughter and uh, junkie son all in there, still flashing their lights out to the street, even though they saw their neighbor uh, mowing down on the uh, uh what do you call it? Uh, on, the, on the other neighbor who was having the other neighbor. Uh, have a uh, per- yeah have a birthday party a balloon party, um, but you know I think that they're not going to like keep these families apart too long because at least they can ride uh, roads uh, to get to one another much quicker than taking highways. Um, mm-hmm. But in that instance, uh, I think that like we're going to see a lot more military presence already starting to develop and a lot more. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's happening with the government, not maybe the government, but, like, the the police and the military on how to control them. Like, they've been, like, ordered to do certain things, and it's going to get uncomfortable fast, especially for the people that aren't expecting it. Like we saw in the last uh, episode with the riots, people getting upset that you're just gunning down people, but they sort of know a little more than what our, our you know, those people know at this point. And I think we're going to see a lot more of that, and it's going to get even more hot and heavy. And, you know, people might relate to it in a couple of, like, things that are going on in the news today, but it's not necessarily a reflection of that. It's just, I think, what how the government and the, the local municipal governments and how they'd all react if all of a sudden everything's going to hell in a handbasket and, you know, everybody that dies in a hospital is all of a sudden, now the hospital's filled with them. You know, like, you don't know. That that could be what what I think we're going to see the next episode. Yeah, the the next episode, I'm not quite sure uh, specifically. You know, obviously, I, I you know we talked about it last episode. I brought it up, and as much as I don't want to see it, I'm I'm sure we're going to see it. Of a good chunk of senior of the first season is going to be the the families trying to get together. Um, you know, it's it's stereotypical. We've seen it in God knows how many films. Uh, it's been done to death. You know, pun intended. Uh, the but it, let's face it, like that's going to be what's going to try to drive us to make to care about these characters is us caring the fact that you know that they're apart. Um, that's probably one of the easiest things to to do to try to actually get us to give a shit. Uh, so I'm I'm fully predicting that's going to be the case. Uh, I think the thing that will be actually really interesting, and I'm looking forward to, and I think we might start seeing it in the next episode, 
is uh, the fact that we are so hampered by technology. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, we, we saw that hint in the first and second episode, and you've brought it up a couple of times uh, with um, the individuals listening to music and being completely distracted by entertainment. Um, I think we're going to see our characters attempt to start, you know, obviously call each other. That's not going to work because cell phone towers are going to go down and power is going to go out. Um, they're going to attempt to find out what's going on as far as the government through uh, TV or radio. But of course, that's going to have problems because, again, power is going to be going out and technology is going to be going down. Um, I, that, to me, is going to be the more, more fascinating thing out of everything. Um, and I'm hoping they really, really explore it and explore it a lot because we don't see it in The Walking Dead. Everything's already broken, so there's nothing to work. It, it's the exact opposite of like, oh, this, we've got this to work. That's awesome. Um, it's going to be interesting to see them attempt to adapt to that world. Uh, and to me, that will be the, the most fascinating thing. And, you know, you know, we've, we've, I brought it up is obviously the show is more about society falling apart. You know, based off the fact that everyone's listening to their cell phones and distracted by entertainment and technology, I almost think it's a statement on that about being too immersed and too, uh, too reliant on technology um, and too you know, blind to the world around us due to that. Uh, at least in the first two episodes, there's been this under, you know, underlying theme that's kind of run throughout both of them uh, touching on that. And I really think we, that might be the theme of the first season, uh, or at least, a, you know, a p- plot points that's going to run on, on throughout that first season. Um, and that, shit's going to fall apart and calling on their cell phones is not going to work. What do you do then? Um, and it's almost a, a doomsday preppers, you know, wet dream. Like I'm sure those folks are getting hard on watching the show, but uh, you know, let's be honest that that's a very realistic thing and a uh, thing to keep in mind in a disaster. Your nine 11 happened and cell phones went down like, throughout the country just due to an overloaded network. Um, and, conspiracy theorists will tell you otherwise, but you know, just the fact that so many people were calling, you couldn't get through. And I think the show is going to touch upon that and maybe going to remind people about that. And to me, that's very fascinating thing to talk about because we are so reliant on technology. I don't think it even hits people's, you know, comes to mind as to this happening. So, uh, you know, hopefully it's, it's a focus on the series. I would like to see it. Um, and I think writers are probably smart enough to address it and focus on that because it also will drive a lot of what happens and their reactions due to that. I think that's a very good point. I think that's a good place to uh, to start a wrap up at this point. We've been going on for an hour and 15 minutes, and uh, yeah. I want to thank everybody that, uh, that texted in and whatnot. I, I, we had, like, a good conversation. I think that, that I'm excited for the next episode. I know that, like, if everybody else is like me, this week down, hopefully this gave you your, your, your fix. Um, if it didn't, uh, don't worry. You've got a little under seven days to go, and then we'll be back online. And we'll see what predictions pan out, what don't, and maybe we'll have a little further character development, and maybe we'll have a little more uh, zombie craziness that, that goes on. So, uh, Brett, you got any final thoughts? Uh, I, I think we will, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. We're going to wait our week. We'll come back, and we'll see if our, at least our death predictions are right. Um, yeah. you know, we've always had death predictions in, in The Walking Dead. I think we, it could be fun doing it on this, so... Uh, we'll see if you know how close we're getting onto that, but yeah, uh, you know we'll be back next week, uh, regular time, same bat channel, 
10 p.m. Eastern, directly after uh, Fear the Walking Dead. If it goes over a minute or two, there might be some before we kick off, but uh, we will be on as soon as it is over. So, um, you know, thanks for listening. And, you know, thank you, Ron, for joining me. Um, and as always, this has been fun and awesome. Uh, yep. For folks who are celebrating or in the U.S., have a great Labor Day tomorrow, and we will catch you in a week's time. So uh, I'm Brett. Thanks, and Brett. Yeah, Ron, as always, thanks for having us, or thanks for uh, joining me. Uh, everyone, thanks for listening. Uh, you can, uh, if you want to listen to this on the go, it'll be up on Graphic Policy tomorrow. We'll have uh, a downloaded version up on SoundCloud. You can take it with you on the go. Uh, it'll be up in maybe a couple hours. It's directly on Blog Talk Radio on uh, iTunes. Uh, it will, you know, be there up in probably an hour or two. And Stitcher, I think, is the other place it'll get posted. So uh, if you want to listen to it again, if you missed anything, came in late, you can catch it there and listen to it on the go. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in a week. Appreciate it. This is Fear the Walking fa- uh, Fanboys. Um, you know, stay tuned and uh, Cheers.